Hello and welcome back to Like Our Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back in the new year. Happy New Year to everyone. To discuss a movie review, The Strays, which is a 2023 British horror thriller, was written and directed by Nathaniel Martello White. It's also his directorial debut. Our premise, Nev, is a biracial upper-class woman leading an idyllic life with her family as a socialite in her community and the deputy headmistress of a private school that actually said private school while entering the gates. Come on, man. I think the entrance alone would have gave it away. But I digress. Nev's privileged life is jeopardized when her troubled past resurfaces to undermine everything she has built. The movie is produced by Valentino Brazzini, Tristan Goliger, and Rob Watson. Starring cast Ashley Medeque, Medeque, maybe saying that incorrectly, as Nave slash Cheryl. Bucky Baccaray as Abigail, Jordan Myrie as Marvin, Samuel Small as Sebastian, Maria Almeida as Mary, Justin Salinger as Ian, Lucy Lehman as Amanda, Tom Andrews as Barry, Rob Jarvis as Robert, Michael Walburton as Kenneth, Alistair Ellery as Keith, Vanessa Bailey as Ellie, or L and Joanna Brooks as Betty. This was another blind reaction. So I was pleasantly surprised to find how engaged I was. Was it the best movie? I would not say as much, but I think it was uh, okay. It, it was watchable. Definitely not waste of time but I had a hard time looking at these black teenagers like they were supposed to be black teenagers when they were grown ass fucking individuals that just makes no fucking sense I mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my 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 it was very disturbing because they kept insisting that they were teenagers and I'm not sure why they didn't cast age-appropriate people to play that role. The beginning of the movie shows Cheryl living in England. Clearly, she's living above her means. She's talking to her sister. There's drugs all over the table, meaning prescription medication. And she's having what they call a dip which is when she goes into, it looks like some type of depressive psychosis, but it's due to her financial woes trying to get help paying the rent because she and her husband live above their means. Deciding she doesn't want to be a part of this life anymore. She decides she's going to lean on the Caucasian side of her heritage. Because that looks far more uh, stressless and 
privileged in the life she's leading now. And you get hurt on the cold and gray Chicago morning of little baby Chadwick born. And you get hurt. And you get hurt. And so writes a note on the fridge saying that she's going to the hair salon, ignoring her her spouse's calls. They say several years later, but didn't they throw out a number of like 25 years? She had two teenage children of her own. So she left these kids when they were, let's say two, three years old, maybe four or five to be generous for them to be teenagers, like 13, 14. And y'all know I ain't good with math. No, I suppose that's how many years would have had to pass. She would have had to meet her husband fairly soon. And considering he didn't know her when her hair was all curly, that makes sense. So that's the time frame on that several years. She now goes by Nev. She lives in one of those high suburban homes where you go outside and greet your neighbors and talk about how you're hosting a fundraiser gala and how much money they're going to donate, even though you're just going to demand how much it is. And then because they don't want to admit that, you know, they may not have it like that, they're going to go put themselves further into debt for dumb reasons called status. That is often what we don't take into account and when i say we i mean the general public when we are looking at the other side of the grass how much of that is simply debt like we got debt but it's not the same amount of debt because we can't afford to get approved for certain things because and i am talking about minorities in this particular point or you know poor folks because of already starting from such a negative bottom line (laughs) called Nomani. She very much is disassociated with her blackness. She doesn't like to be seen in her natural hair state. She wears several different wigs She takes down her son's little Wayne poster in the gym because that's too black for her, even though he's allowed and should be allowed to express his individuality. But she's keeping that from them, even by telling her daughter when she sees that she's tried to put little curls in her hair that express her her ethnicity, that she passive aggressively tells her how we're gonna wash your hair later on why the fuck they have to run it cheryl has taken on this persona of nev with her posh accent she worked really hard to facilitate this facade where everyone thinks that she has the perfect life she has a darling doting husband she doesn't seem the age she's incredibly beautiful and young looking especially compared with her always in the sun, maybe not using as much lotion as they should neighbors. But then she starts seeing 
a couple of black people around town and because black people in these neighborhoods are so out of the norm and it's what she's been avoiding her actual uh culture despite showing signs of it right she does her own husband's hair even though he doesn't know her full backstory because that's something that you know a wife would do for their husband there's another scene where her blackness comes to full fruition and it was the best scene in the entire movie in my opinion just because i felt that i'm about to whip somebody's ass oh i'm about to whip somebody's ass the fuck you say to me you little shit she begins to freak out when she notices that her teenagers are well her home seems to be (laughs) infected with more black people being introduced to them than she's comfortable one being the janitor at the school who she tried to get fired because he gave her son cigarettes and i have to agree that's a fireable offense but at the same time I love how that was twisted on her. Like, we don't want to be seen as being prejudiced, which is true. And how she doubled down, like maybe he should get a warning. But in that moment, she could have acknowledged, like, I'm black and I'm saying that it's still not okay. This is a black person against another black person. But in that moment, he associated her with, the what she prefers to be associated with and that it's so very known it must be very difficult for her children to have to suppress they said their individuality and that's never good that's never okay so she ends up doing emotional damage even though she's raising them in a manner where she's loving them and clearly they love her but they have to hide certain parts of that side of them from their mother finding out despite even their father uh thinking that's uh, something that should be okay to do to express themselves they even have a scene where they're talking about white flight with his neighbors and he's like, yeah, yeah, can we talk about something else? Because that's a little disrespectful to my wife who's black and she doesn't say anything about it. So he is more aware of his children's multiple identities and wanting to be curious and involved in learning that side of their culture than their own mother. As her mistress, though, it's surprising she doesn't know her son Sebastian is being bullied nor does she go to the basketball games and supports him so it feels as if even living into that lifestyle it's about the appearance of caring versus actually being emotionally invested in your children which is telling when you have the ending of the movie which i have to say was pretty like the script it was pretty tight there were a few things that didn't work here or there but overall i think 
like particularly how the children reacted like that was the scenes where i was like what the fuck is going on there are clear signs here that you are in danger (laughs) do not keep going or spending time with this very mentally unstable individual that you just met five seconds ago but that may also be a motivation of how or showcasing how desperate they are to be around someone they feel is like them for the first time that they ignore or dismiss these very clear warning signs. Everything blows up at the gala when after she sees them show up, she ends up flipping out on them, saying that they're trying to come into her life and uh, they're affecting her children. And that's when they dropped the bomb calling her mom. In the past, when she left, we knew that she had a spouse, but we didn't get the impression, at least I didn't get the impression, even though we heard kids in the background on the call with her sister that she had children of her own. So she just abandoned them. What was her response? Which was just one of the most callous things well it's what men do all the time oh my god girl even if that's true that is not at all a feminist propaganda moment you want to start spilling as your motivation regarding your own actions That's when we get the flashback to a couple of days, I think five days prior, where Dion gets the job because that's their true names. They've been going around saying there's someone else. I forgot the names they came up with. I think Marvin and Abigail. There we go. So she gets a job working with the husband. Forgot his name. Even though he looks so much like Bilbo Baggins. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Oh, his name is escaping me right now. But it it will it will I'll do some googling. It'll come to me. Is it is was he Bilbo Baggins? Yes, he was the younger version. I knew it wasn't crazy. Martin Freeman, who I secretly would totally bang. But that is neither here nor there. He had, he didn't he in the face look a lot like him? Plus the height. He tried to touch her hair during sex and she said, absolutely not. (laughs) I don't know why that tickled me. (laughs) But that's to the extreme. And then he has to watch her. And he thinks it's adorable that she got to put her do-rag on. That's the type of man you want to keep, girl. And I think she wanted to keep him in that life that they was living, but it clearly is interchangeable. So they have decided to come to from London to where she's at with a very clear plan to introduce themselves in their lives and 
and get revenge against their mother at least confront her see what she has to say and then if it's not what they feel it should be we get in revenge because you had two moments where both Dion and Carl got to know their half siblings and while there was a jealous reaction there was all also a protective one because this is their family the only family they have even if it's the one that replaced themselves for example Dion helps out oh I forgot the daughter's name I was going to marry she helps her out with her hair uh they have a party at the hotel but then she freaks out because she's like oh no you can try on whatever you want but then realizes that she is the one that got to live the life that she never did ends up getting so in her personal space that i would have been running from the room so that's why that scene didn't work for me that they would still be talking after that and then you get the one scene with dion where he gives him a cigarette at first he covers for him even though this is supposed to be a grown-ass man and the janitor of your school how did they let these two teenagers get jobs at like y'all didn't give no references the one dude just said oh yeah i like your type of sports team and that was it we don't do any type of checks that's why these things happen guys um he comes to the game roots him on is happy to see that he's good at something that they they probably like basketball that's a typical uh black sport (laughs) and then they hang out smoke some weed he introduces him to his first bit of weed the things they would do if they were in the ghetto or in the in in an urban area you don't have to be in the ghetto to smoke weed everyone can smoke weed then he tries to get him to look down and jump off the building and he pisses himself and he still decided to hang out with him afterwards they didn't bring up the fact that this dude's pants leg is smelling like urine disgusting so both of them realizing that they do have an emotional attachment to the kids at least kind of weigh their options if if they should go there's something going on with Dion because she's always talking about the meanies she has to sleep with a stuffed animal still so she and he decide to go to the gala and confront her Dion goes off the most because she finally wears her dress no that wasn't the day she wore her dress that was when they went for her birthday and she's like I didn't get one minute with you not anything and that's when the family realizes that Nev has a past with a past she says i'll explain everything i just need to do something first and she wants to pay them off she's trying to continue into this idea because they know that she doesn't she doesn't want to be black she wants to be white which is something that is a front 
to them because now they think that they were discarded because of their blackness as well so that's just a, a, a deeper emotional you know because and clearly something happened to they were put into the system the meanies came for dion what happened to uh, something happened to him i can't recall but he was abused as well so they have a lot of rage one would say justifiably so but not to the i mean unfortunately that's the thing about serial killers you want to go oh well they had these horrible childhoods but a lot of people have horrible childhoods and they don't murder people so while i understand this violence they would want to feel and act against their mother part of me is kind of like i think you guys need to find take this money from her and find a way to build a life away from someone and something that is so toxic you gotta learn to you know if that's all we're gonna get from her that's all we're gonna get from her and as much as that sucks but again we were talking about two mentally unwell people so that seems very very sane and and maybe a little too romanticized truly and after she tries to pay them off, that's when they decide, well, we are certainly going to make sure that we're going to be a part of this family, whether mama wants it or not. So they come into the home, they take their phones, put them in the sink and turn on the water. This bothered me as well, because I know there were laptops and I do feel at least one of them could have ran out of the house and went to any of the neighbor's which would have immediately, I'm surprised none of the neighbors didn't call 911 just seeing their black asses roll up, to be honest. <laughs> that felt very unrealistic, especially if it's not common to see black people in the neighborhood. Yeah, people would not want to admit that they're racist, but inwardly they would be calling 911 to report suspicious activity. And we know that these protected neighborhoods are also more heavily policed. So if they was up at Lowe's buying all this suspicious things like wire and shit. Somebody's going to take notice. And that was part of the story that kind of, and, and that's the world they built in and they're playing with the race card. So that's a, a critique I feel is fair. Then they force them to order uber eats and to have family dinner mom has to set the plates everyone was upset that she tried to buy them off because she had came back home and they seemed to forgive her a little bit as she explained that she was in a slightly abusive situation that she felt she didn't have any other option she just needed time to come up with the perfect tale that would paint her as the victim and she expected that money would be the thing that would satisfy those children not realizing or empathizing with what trauma they dealt with it was about the trauma she was having 
to deal with. So when they, the husband in particular, finds out what she did. I want a divorce. You want a divorce? I have wings, Tolly. I want to fly. Ian set himself up for his own demise because that was not the time to think to bring up that part <laughs> in their relationship about the status of it from this mo they're threatening your children and they're probably going to kill her i don't think the state of your marriage is something we want to decide to throw out there when you have two people who are under the delusional impression that you guys are going to be family even the kids who usually are the stupid ones are like dad live into the fantasy because otherwise we may be harmed and it was only after they decided to play along with the scrabble that he decided okay maybe i should play along as the living room is being flooded after playing and it seems as if Dion is enjoying herself that's when is it Carl yeah Carl takes Ian into the weight room makes him continue to hold several weights until one crushes him to death because he says look you aren't gonna fuck up this situation because I think in that moment in their really delusional state psychosis right now they're thinking okay well maybe we can make this work the the kids are willing to play with us we like them we got mom she's playing along because after she vomited she realized that she had no choice but to continue to put on the mask behind everything that she is underneath and it serves her and it's been serving her thus far and she's been also taking medication but there was never an expression of what that medication was for plus after the gala her reputation here was ruined which also probably led she was doing mental math the whole time while her husband was being tortured to death the uber eats driver shows up on a motorcycle he's like i've delivered here before he's got a little spark in his eye when he sees her because she's young attractive in her night clothes no bra on and she says i need to get you a tip she asked her son where her purse is this is the moment where she could have a asked for help like discreetly sent a message over but that just shows how selfish she was in this moment could have she was allowed to go upstairs to get the wallet to tip the driver so any laptop that was up there she could have sent a message to any of her friends call 911 she goes and gets a jacket finds her wallet in the closet comes back downstairs here's the last breath that ian has taken tells her children she's sorry and then she'll be right back surprise 
Sebastian was the last to know. Mary's face was like, did this bitch just, did she just, after she least turned off the damn water, but did she really, our father just died because of her actions in the past and she decided to abandon us as well because that's how much she just doesn't give a fuck. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. With the strays across the screen, that was a rather perfect and unexpected ending. Even if there were some logistical points of of uh, contention, I thought it was a decent film. And for a directorial debut, I think it did a lot to help that as well as Ashley Madekwe her acting I thought was pretty stellar uh, let's see what the reception review aggravator Rotten Tomatoes 54% of 26 critics reviews are positive with an average rating of 5.8 out of 10 Metacritic, which uses a weighted average, assigned the film a score of 58 out of 100 based on five critics indicating mixed or average reviews. So yeah, I gave it an 8. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think it's for the twist alone at the end, just for the jaw drop and audacity of highlighting a female character and even a female character of color in not a atypical fashion. I thought it was very well portrayed of a woman who is avoiding a lot of things and dealing with some some uh some deep seated mental and cultural identity issues and has left two sets of children to deal with her decisions to bring them into the world. If you want to send feedback or thoughts, like your couch at gmail.com. My social media will be below. Like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Correct.